How are you, Rob? Just getting me hooks. Getting off. you my walk ready. Yeah. It gets flattened by these. I need to get some hook, hookless headphones. Well, yeah. There's, there's something that I found out recently. Uh, are you pressed record, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Here's something I found out recently. Um, I was watching a YouTube... It wasn't a YouTube about this man, but the man was on the YouTube video. And he'd... One of his... He was on Twitch. And one of his... Uh, viewers had said, oh, you've got a dent in your head from where your headphones have been, like, for the however long you've been Twitch streaming. Yeah. So he goes, oh, really? So he takes his headphones off, and he sure has. He's got this little dent. So I think with the um, the coronavirus that everybody's going online to do recordings, there's going to be more, like, our evolution will be that we're going to all with have a dint, dents. a dent in your head for your, for your, mic, for your headphones. Keep your Mohawk, like... The, your priority. Don't worry about your headphones. Keep your head. Keep your mohawk as your priority. And of course, I've got a bald head, so. Oh, you're going to suffer doubly, aren't you? You've no cushioning you. And also, I. Uh, it's going to be quite visible when it happens. It's, so yeah. I've just got to uh, right. Here are my choices: stop using video calls so much, or like listening to things, which I could probably cope with, uh, apart from yeah. the podcast, obviously, or cope with a dent in the head and I'm sorry but if you put in a dent in the head then you might as well put a little township in the middle call it a valley have a nice cloud formation whether it's weather structure it's going to be useful as well because you'll know you've got your headphones in the right place (laughs) rocks into into the dent there isn't it you're not going to have to worry about that's a good where's my headphone oh there it is (laughs) I tell you what you should this is um what, I used to play uh, like with figures, you know, as a kid. Like, like maths, like. Oh no, action uh, figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do you know what? I don't know. I could have just said no, but I was. I started to contemplate how I would play around with figures. I, I could. I think I could do that. But no, I get like a. I had eighteen figures. They were really small. They weren't like. I guess there were two types of eighteen figure. When I was a kid, there was yeah. one which was a bit more of a big one that you'd probably like show off to people, and then there was like, like, like same size as Action Man, like eleven inches. Uh, or something like I don't that. think it was as big as that, but yeah, that it right. was it was a bit more. Yeah, there was a bit of oomph to its uh, presentation, and then there was another type which I remember buying as a bit of a. It must have been like a, an army set where you had like a, a van, uh, some like uh, like barricades. Um, I don't know what you call them, kind of like, you know, those sandbags that are lined in formation so you could put, like, men behind them and shoot and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then you had the, you know, the the four A-team guys, and they were really tiny. So I'm, so how much is that, do you reckon? About two inches, three inches, maybe? Yeah. Three inches. Three, say three, yeah. Like, right, so about three inches. And so, the, and they were, and they had, uh, <laughs> they had, like, a joint... <laughs> In every part of their body. So they would kind of like just flap around like this. Right. I used to, we had this brick wall in his house. So it was, was, I guess that's something that people do now, isn't it? They have brick walls in their houses. Yeah, we've got a few actually. Certainly. (laughs) I mean, visible brick wall, you know. One of the bricks had a little ledge, just a tiniest ledge, right? Where uh, I could balance quite nicely one of the A-team figures. Right, and it would sit as if it was in a parapet, 
right? And that's so that's what my thing was. I used to come home at lunch, play with me at eighteen figures, eighteen, and I would invariably I would put them into position, and one of them would end up in the parapet on this ledge. I came home right. one lunchtime to do exactly the same as I always did. I couldn't remember where it was. I couldn't remember where the parapet was. It had, was was it wearing camouflage? Your figure? It, no, I mean no, it wasn't. No, the figure was there. <laughs> I sort of got the figure, but it was I couldn't remember oh. where, whereabouts in the brick wall I used yeah. as the ledge. That and then the, and then it un, like it was like my childhood was unraveling in front of me. Going, <laughs> I know that this happened, but I can't remember how how I did this. You, you'd have to like do one of those things, you know, like mime artists do when they're trapped <laughs> in a glass. I box. tried. I even got my finger to work out where I remember doing this. I got my finger to work out where was enough. For it to be a suitable balance. Yeah. <laughs> and it just wouldn't work. Now then, so that's that story. But here's your biggest challenge. Why did I say that? Because I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. We we had walls in the house, but you were already into the story by then. <laughs> messing, about, messing about with figures. That's how you that's how you started that. Because I thought Feel you were so about math. But yeah, but that feels so specific to have gone talking about messing around with figures. I don't know. I think there was something else. Anyway, um, welcome to Rob. Welcome to me. And my name's Chris. Oh, and uh, and welcome to me. My name's Rob. Right. It's an unusual intro, but it, we, we're there. <laughs> I tell you what, I've had some sort of. It, it links a bit to um, what uh, I was telling you, I think it was in the um, October one, the Halloween one, about I was disappointed that my mum had uh, passed on uh, one of those urban myths to me yeah, as though it in was In the true. cheek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my dad, uh, one of his main stories had always been that uh, when he'd been working as a plumber for the uh, uh, council, uh, he'd been at the crematorium, and uh, that somebody had said to he would put in a window in in this place, and somebody had said, "Oh, Willie, because they called him that." Uh, just have a look through that window, and he and his story was that he there was a, a coffin in the uh, oven bit, and uh, he looked through the window, and the the body sat up, right? and that caused him to faint. He was carried back to the yard on the ladders, which is a... I really like the idea that he's carried back to the yard on the ladders. I can imagine him with his arms dangling down off the back. So they, yeah, because they improvised with a stretcher. That's, I love that. It's what can we and then, use? And then... But hang on a minute. Would you immediately think, let's use ladders? Because I don't think I would, which leads me to think they've probably had to do that before. <laughs> Well, they could have got one of those things, you know, like the, the uh, Native American Indians. Uh, they, they, like, drag them behind a horse on a like, triangle, <laughs> I think. So they could have tied that to the back of the van, I suppose, and dragged him through the streets. But I reckon he's better on ladders. <laughs> so, anyways, he's anyway, been dragged off. Yeah, goes and goes back later uh, in the day. And uh, he's, uh, he's up, I don't know if it's the same ladders, but he's up some ladders. And uh, somebody throws him a bag of uh, a plastic bag and he, he says he caught it and it was warm and he said and he says what what's this and they says that fella you saw sit up this morning at which point according to the law 
my dad collapsed again and again had to be taken What away do you mean? A, they threw a bag up of the man? The, the, it was the ash from the person that he uh. seen. <laughs> Right, okay, I'm with you, yeah. So and, he's and again, like, goes into, he goes into secondary shock. <laughs> yeah. And he's taken away again. Now, I've been reading a lot of lists this uh, this last sort of month or so. There's a lot of websites where it says 10 things you didn't know about this, that or the other. <laughs> and uh, one of them is... Imagine that... if that was the list. 10, <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten things you need to know about this, that or the other. That's great. There's some good, interesting stuff on it. But one of them was that it's a commonly held belief that corpses sit up when they're cremated, but this is not true. So I'm now questioning the very basis of my dad's story. Mm. I mean, to what, be is honest, the, what is the reason? What is Where did the myth originate? Is it because there's like gas in the body that forces well, it? What it was saying is, the thing is, um, it's said that it's because of the heat on tendons and muscles and stuff. But it points out that this heat is applied more or less uniformly throughout the body. And therefore, it's not going to make anything bend anywhere. It's just you're going to stay rigid. It's always... But I always wondered as well, why was there a window into the oven where they were burning That's people? a great point, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. it's in case somebody did pop out. But then you'd just leave the door open, wouldn't you? I think it might be a bit late by then as well, don't you? <laughs> the last thing so, you want is somebody who's half dead on fire, as like coming at you, like so sitting you shut up. That, shut the door. <laughs> just close your eyes. Nothing to see. No, nothing here. Uh, yeah. So now I'm thinking, have both my parents stiffed me with open <laughs> Well, my mum used to work. One of her jobs was. I think she might have said this when she was a student nurse, that one of the jobs was, uh, you know, she would, would work on the, in the, the morgue, the mortuary bit. The mortuary bit? Morgue. morgue. Uh, the morgue. Yeah, the morgue. Or yeah. the mortuary. What they would do is cart the bodies down from the hospital under like a yeah. tunnel into... Yeah. So it's kind of away from the everything else. You wouldn't, you know, <laughs> trundle it through the car park or something like that. It's like, it, I guess there's an air of sensitivity to this. Well, uh, she says on occasion that the corpse would fart. Yes, yeah. Be- because that that's happens. expelling air. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, now I'm not s- suggesting that the story is made up but maybe there was down the line the story has evolved into it sat up yeah from being yeah. like a burp or something but as I say first he told it me from first person experience and it can't be true <laughs> that's, that's that's the thing that, here we that go upset me this week I tell you um, what on a, on a hospital related from right this is a, this is a true story and it seems to be if, if I'd not heard this one myself I wouldn't believe it but I was in x-ray and Elle was um, um, sitting waiting for me. And uh, I, I went in, came out, and she says to me, I can't, I can't believe what, what I've just heard. She said, there must be somebody in here called Mr. Butts. Because uh, the woman's just come out and shouted for him. <laughs> and so we were pondering on that for a minute. And then this other couple of nurses came out and one of them says to the other one, Go on, see if you can get her to say it again. <laughs> you can get her to, to, to ask for see more books. <laughs> I, 
that's so that's so childish, isn't it? I mean, but I'm pleased that it happens. Yeah, because, well, I was. Yeah, because it's the, the the you should be able to to do that. And I like I like the fact that they're doing it in a hospital. I see that's sort of even better. Um, right. Well, that's that's us caught up. Um, that's the I'll tick that off the agenda. <laughs> caught up. Uh, yeah, hospital stories. I just noticed. Yeah, done that. Right. We are. I think it's about time to remind people what we're here for. So what I thought about doing was doing a bit of a what we do so that anybody who's news listening, who's come on recommendation, and I don't know why that would happen, but maybe I could just oblige. We, um, the, the, there is a show in the 1980s, 70s that called The Tales of the Unexpected. What would happen is you would have a story that was told and then right at the last minute it would kind of twist what you thought was the case or you know take it down a different avenue very very quickly and then not really give you much room to breathe before it finished twist twist and gone wasn't it that, that's what it would be it's, the final shot might be the the unraveling of everything you thought that it was leading to up yeah and, and and that was its charm because um if it's if it lingered on that twist too long then it would wouldn't have been a twist as much. It would. I mean, well, it wouldn't no. have been a twist, but it would just. It wouldn't have left you out wanting more and asking more questions. No, well, it's, it reminds me of Stuart Lee. He says that line where uh, a certain comic is sort of spoon feed you his warm yes. diarrhea. He says, yes. "Well, I don't do that," and it sort of leaves you to to do a bit of work yourself. Yeah, it? that's right. And, and that that's what I like about uh, about the Toto stuff. Beauty about the tales unexpected was it generally happened to people that weren't that like could have been your next door neighbour, yeah, and that's yeah. and again another part of its charm. Most of it was filmed in Norwich. Uh, what we do is we watch the episode and then we talk about them, and we've done it for so long now. We've we've done them in order of broadcast. What what we've noticed about this one is it's an American one that we watched. This is a point where I always like to get Rob's facial reaction. Have we watched the same episode? Um, I think it is. I think it is the same episode. Yeah. I mean, I I do notice that generally, uh, as we, as you know, we're talking about the twist and then the end and you make it up yourself. Well, Mm. you know, you fill Mm. it in yourself. Yeah. You, you start doing your work. Yeah. That with, um, ones that are filmed in America, it doesn't quite often happen like that. The 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 twist will happen, and then there'll be some music to indicate this is the twist, and then it'll go back and hold on the twist, and so that you can be sure that you've realised that's the twist. Exactly. I, I'm I'm not saying that there's any need for that, but that seems to be their style of yeah. doing it, doesn't it? I don't. I I agree. I don't think there's a need for it, but I sort of understand why why that would happen is so that you are painfully aware yes. of what's what the situation is in the olden days there was no unless you videotaped it there was no way of kind of like you know sky plotting and going backwards and just rewinding so this was a blink and miss it was not an option yeah. you had to see it first time round yeah well i'm thinking particularly about royal jelly you know in that final sort of <laughs> shot I can't, no. I can't unsee that final shot. <laughs> but that would that would be one of them where you think did did, did that right? <laughs> as, as somebody put a large furry wig down his shirt. Yeah, I was about to say in the reasons why we do this was that these shows don't really focus on the paranormal. 
but that one I would say is paranormal or is yeah. abnormal. It's, it adds something that certainly. But yeah, that would be. There are, I guess, with the Twilight Zone, which is similar sort of thing, but with the supernatural, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we're yet to see like a ghost story style one. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, next week uh, we're doing one that uh, that does slightly touch on the uh, on the paranormal. Does it really? Well, I spoke yeah. too soon. And death, death, death in the morning. I'm I'm not going to give the lead in for it yet because I because do that, that at the end. Yeah, that's your but, last uh, bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, that does slightly touch on it. Yeah. Anyway, let's just have a show of hands. Uh, is everybody is everybody understood and we're on the same page? Robbie, God, you've not got your hand up, Robbie. You all right with that? Doesn't oh, sorry. I thought I thought you meant the others. Yeah, Robbie, yeah. yeah I'm okay, with it, you're yes. good. Right, that's good. That, that, that's handy actually because like you're the other person. Uh, now. <laughs> Now, let's... Oh, yeah, this is the next bit. We have some music. It's the tales about the tales of the... Of the... Of the tales of the unexpected tales Now, this episode was called Light Fingers. And I always like to um, spot where the title plays in with the story. With, with this yeah. one, I was, I was comfortable. <laughs> I was really, really quite comfortable with this. You can, you can see that, can't you? When it, at the end, you can understand what that means. I thought it was a magnificent pun and almost felt like the title came before the story. It's like, how can... There is, is a phrase that exists. How can I make a story out of that phrase and make it have a dual meaning? Brilliant. Yeah, well, well I... Uh, at the end of my notes for this, I wrote down, I was going to mention something like this, and I'm writing, is, is it, it's a metaphor, and then I thought, it's not really a metaphor, it's not really a simile, but it's, uh, it, it is the sort of, well, it's, cle- it's sort of c- c- clever, I don't know. Is it an idiom? It, it could be an idiom, <coughs> it, it, but it's, it it's some sort of wordplay, isn't it? That, yeah. uh, but as you say, it could be, right, we'll start with this, what we're going to write about. Yeah, now it, the, the reason why I said to do it is because I was trying to work out what this. We've done this recently, where we where people get their sayings mixed up, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got an example of one here, and I, I do have a photograph of it somewhere. I was on. I don't need the photograph. I just they did took a photograph to remind me. But um, I was on a Facebook thing. I was just reading through it, and the one of the comments. I think it was um, it was talking about haters being on, and it's it's a phrase that I despise to begin with. By haters. the way, ha- you know when people talk about haters online, oh, yeah. it's just the haters. For me, and is haters the word you you don't like? No, no. This is this is well, yeah. I, I think no. It's more the description of it because <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, people say um, haters with, with an element of hate. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you, have you noticed put, this? Where they hate put, the hater? so <laughs> Which so, makes them in, in turn a, a hater. hater. Yeah. So uh, anyway, right. But it is, is the phrase that I, I think it's wrong and I wanted to check you on it. It's Somebody said it is, unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast of the human race. Well, I've heard the first half of it, the nature of the beast. 
Yes. I've heard that. And, and the second part of it is just a thing. But I don't believe that those two go together. The nature no, of the beast so. of the human race. <laughs> no, it's not. I would, I would agree. I'm going to come down in your favour on that one. I've okay, got, okay. To... Because I was reading that going, I'm pretty sure that that is wrong. That the, they, they wanted to say it's the nature of the, the human race. Yeah. And they also knew it's the nature of the beast. And they've just bung them together like it doesn't contradict each other but it just doesn't work and in my head it's that sort of person who's written that going oh, i'm right happy with that i'm right happy that i've managed to get my two favorite bits in together it, i think i wouldn't be happy with that i think you're wrong here's another one by the way whilst it was on that uh <laughs> it wasn't in the same comment but it was in the same like half an hour i'd seen a, somebody who had said um they were talking about a classic TV programme. Put a picture of it. Does anybody remember this? Somebody put, as there a reply, never heard of it or watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be really surprised if they had watched it, but never heard of it. <laughs> so I don't think that they needed to say or watched it. I think that just never heard of it would have gone, yeah, that probably means that they never watched it as well. And- and and indeed, why say anything? If you've never heard of something or watched anything, you can't possibly have an opinion on it, can you? It's like a, te- a telephone vote. Um, yes, no, don't know. <laughs> if anybody's putting don't know, it's just ne- yes or no, and if you don't respond, we'll put you down as a don't know. Jesus wept. Anyway, so there you go. There's my, there's my puzzlers that I've discovered. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, on the uh, on part of these lists that I've been looking at, it was saying the, the shortest, um, like, uh, word puzzle that you can uh, do is to say, I always lie. What? Say what? To say, I always lie. I always lie. Yeah, now that's, that's the shortest word puzzle, right? Because if you're saying that, and it's true then you are lying in what you say. Which means that you must be telling the truth. But this is like one of those, if there's two guards guarding a door, yeah, and you've I only can... got one question. I don't quite get it. Oh, well, I'm more, I can't do it with the two guards, because that, that reminds me of, I think, is it in Alice in Wonderland or something like that? I, uh, I can never figure that no, out. No, it's in, it's in Labyrinth. It could be in Alice in Wonderland, but it's certainly right. not in Labyrinth. But that's too complicated for me. But with this one, it was just, just, just the one. And I thought, oh, that's quite impressive. That I'll, I'll tell Chris about that. Yeah, I like that. Here's another one as well. We should really do a podcast in a minute. But here's another one. Um, it's... Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, let me find it. I, re- I had to write it down. You'll like this one, actually. Um, here we go. The number 14233221 describes itself. It has 1423s. Two twos and two ones. One four two three three two two one. It's beautiful. Is it two one it ends? Yeah, so let me show you it so you can see it. Oh right. Oh sorry. One four two threes. Two twos, oh, and a one. Yeah, yeah, with you. That is clever, that, isn't it? Isn't it? It's beautiful. I, I, I wasn't impressed at first, but when I worked it through, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, because you say it, you write yeah. it, you say it, it's go- I think it's gorgeous. Right, podcast time. Um, no the, light fingers, 
It starts off with the Glangs. Glangs. Yeah. Yeah. It stars Bosley Lee Top. Frank Sinatra Jr. Yes. So I've so. condensed their three names as if they were to form a band called Bosley Jr. <laughs> Do you like that? Very good, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what I found out. What? Frank Sinatra Jr. is not actually uh, entitled to be called Frank Sinatra Jr. We, we, we did this recently. Did we? Yeah, because about? his middle name is different to his dad's. Yeah. What has it been something else then that we've done? No, we just said it out loud. The last episode. Oh, right. All right, so, we'll scratch that then. I, I think That's not just, news, that. <laughs> I think you've just thought you said it in your mind. Yeah. All right, well, forget about him then. But right. yeah, it's got so it's got Bosley in it, who is the dad from Happy Days. Happy Days? Richie Cunningham's dad, I guess that makes him Mr. Cunningham. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Janet Lee, who, when we get into this, we'll probably make mention of her a bit more, but uh, she... Uh, doesn't look like what she once did. <laughs> I guess that's, yeah, I know that. What I mean is, she looked quite a bit like not like Janet Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, f- I find that actually at the moment about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, the daughter. A daughter, yeah. Because uh, I, you know, I remember her from Trading Places. Remember yes. she's in that one. Yeah, uh, and Halloween but, obvs. Yeah. But I saw a picture of her in the uh, the new film with um, Daniel Craig about uh, where he's... Uh, knives the, Out. Knives Out. Yeah. And she looks a bit like Pat Butcher in that. <laughs> <laughs> Jarred. Um, this is not set in England, this one. You can tell it's American from the start because the obligatory walking is obviously done in an American street, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a, there's a paper boy riding along throwing papers at people. Well, he, uh, he's got like a, a a newspaper gown. Do you see that? It keeps, it keep, it's like a magician's gown. He's walking from garden to garden. Oh, he's going from yeah. garden to garden, but it's like an overall. He's got pockets right. in with all these different newspapers in. And then he oh, takes man. one out and then flings it. It's right weird. And it's unnecessarily complicated because you'd have to remember which... <laughs> Which newspaper was in which pocket? Yeah. For which house, wouldn't you? You'd Absolutely. Have it's not in any order. You'd have to have numbers on them. You'd have to have numbers yeah. on them, wouldn't you? Like? <laughs> but how many pockets would you need if, if you're in a standard paper round? Yeah, watch the episode. Uh, not Rob, you've seen it. Uh, and if everybody else, you'll, you'll see this get paper gown. It's a nice idea if you just do five <laughs> houses and you can remember numbers. But for somebody like uh, me, it's lost, really. It but, starts off with a Spanish guitar as well, by the way, before it goes into flute. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'd, I'd got, I went a bit upmarket and said piccolo to start with, right? It's not a piccolo. A piccolo's a... <laughs> this was more... That's more panpipe, actually, wasn't it? No, it was definitely yeah. a flute. Well, I did actually then come down to flute, to be honest. <laughs> but the, but the then, whole thing, the, you know... It, it's only there for the walking purposes, isn't it? Because yeah, has to what be. happens next is he picks his paper up and goes inside. Yeah, now, Tom, Bosley, started, Tom Bosley uh, comes out of his house, which is an American house as well, as we know from being in TVs and movies, and he, <laughs> and he picks up his paper. It looks like a house that you would see in a film, right? So Yeah, yeah, it, like Halloween or something like it that. It looks like that sort of suburb, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he picks up his newspaper from the driveway and then walks back in. 
to his yeah. lips. <laughs> so you can imagine that this show could have actually started with Tom Bosley sat at his breakfast table with a newspaper. He doesn't need anything. There's, there's no reference to where he lives ever again, other no. than the fact he has an house. <laughs> uh, but we would have guessed that. Anyway, so you're right. He comes back in and he's picked up this newspaper and then it looks, I, I could have been wrong, it looks like he was mid-breakfast before he decided yeah. to then yeah. go out, pick his paper up and come back again. Yeah, now what, what's that about? If I was eating my cornflakes or something, I wouldn't sort of put them down and think, <laughs> oh, I'll just, just walk and see if papers arrived. <laughs> yeah, how, how much would you have to be like at the door, waiting, looking out the window? Is, is, he, is he there? There's, he didn't come around ringing a bell, did he? The newspaper maybe, guy. Maybe that's his next thing, you know, he's got his newspaper <laughs> gown. The next thing he's going to get his newspaper bell, but he's not got it yet. So why Tom Bosley's hanging about the door when his breakfast's going cold? It's, it's, I don't know. It seems to be, as much as we criticise, it seems to be a system that works for him. Because there he is, he's got his newspaper and he's carrying on with his breakfast without any second thought. Um, now, what I will immediately say is when you hear his voice it kind of bellows you're not expecting it you do after a while you just get used to it but tom bosley has got one of those voices just his gus just got a voice (laughs) it's unbelievable (laughs) it bellowed out well he's he's talking to um james uh janet lee isn't he at Uh, uh, the the, the breakfast table and they're sat at the end the uh the the long on a long breakfast long dinner table yeah, but at either end, like King Henry VIII would have been with his, yeah, with his wives. Yeah, yeah, and, so. and there must be about eight foot of table between them, must yes. there, or something like that. And you think, why would you do that? Yeah. But she is looking spectacularly uninterested, yes. either. Yes, at being in this episode, <laughs> or being married to Tom Bosley. I couldn't the tell in the episode. Yes, <laughs> but I couldn't tell. Was she thinking, how far have I fallen before I got to? <laughs> <laughs> she was just letting that through or maybe it's part of a character because you're absolutely right she I, I instantly got the feeling that she just couldn't give a shit about him and his world um he says this he goes um i'm gonna catch me a thief today <laughs> yeah she doesn't pay any attention to it so he says i'm gonna catch me a thief and then he sort of he encourages her to ask a bit more about that what well, it turns out that somebody in his office is stealing him blind, and that's his quote, not mine, because that is not correct sentence. <laughs> stealing me blind. Yeah, I, he's been I, stealing I, me blind, or they've been stealing me blind. And what she says is, she goes, "They? Who's they?" But yeah. rather than saying, what, "What do you mean stealing?" That's not pr- correct English. <laughs> She's picking apart the wrong part of the sentence there, isn't she? Really? <laughs> I'm no expert on grammar, but uh, it doesn't seem right to me. That. Also, the stealing towards blindness is going on at a fairly slow rate of about six to 12 gloves yeah, a, so, a so Because we learn that it's not cash that's being stealed. It is his product. He, he is a glove manufacturer. That's the bit where I went, uh-huh. That uh-huh. is light fingers. There's something to do with the fingers, yeah. Gloves and stealing light fingers. Okay, I got it. I got it right. Now, um, yeah. So he's a he's either a 
manufacturer, designer, maker. I can't remember what his... He's the manager of it, at least, anyway, but I don't know yeah, what his He, he, he sort of owns the... I, I imagine that it's a factory, because the, the, he, um, he hires... Well, he has hired... He has a fellow working for him who's his designer, doesn't he? He puts his designs into the machine, and yeah. then everybody else... Pulls the handle and they yeah. come out. <laughs> In my end, that's it, what it did as well. <laughs> Clunk. <laughs> and the the designer we later find out. I'm jumping ahead slightly, but is is Frank Sinatra non junior? Yes. But I, all the way through, because I've not sort of read the uh, names, I've written down Carter because oh. that's how his name's pronounced by oh, yeah. the, he calls him Carter. Carter. Well, fortunately for me. I had subtitles on, so uh, I right. see this. So I I never questioned it once. Yeah. Uh, so when I came to at the end of it, when I came to sort of write it up with the proper names, I'm thinking, who's Carter? <laughs> 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 but yeah, you were yeah. spared that. So, so um, yeah, he's um, saying that. Okay, twelve to six. Gl- sorry, I'll, <laughs> the other way round. Really, six to twelve gloves. It might not sound much, but it all adds up. And besides anything, it's the principle. I've got a thief working for me. That's yeah. So then he says, I'm going to catch a thief, but I'm going to ask a private detective to do that bit for me. So he's yeah. not catching the thief. He's not catching anything, is he, really? Uh, no. Um, what, what surprise? This is the first time then it occurs. Jay... Jay uh, Janet. Jean. She's called Jean, isn't she, in the show? She, oh, I never got her name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, she, she says to him, you do lead an exciting life. And he says, yes, I guess I do at that. Now, this is a, a recurring motif throughout the... Uh, that, he, that she's sarcastic and he doesn't spot it. Yeah, but even down to that sentence about excitement and yes, I guess it is, it comes uh, up about four times. You're right. She does say sarcastic... Uh, sorry, she does say... Exciting later on, or he does yeah. say it as, yeah, you're right. That is a recurring yeah. word. Ooh, yeah, I think it comes in about four times. Though. Do you know there's that myth where it, on Sergeant Pepper's album, they elongate words every now and then, right, in right. different songs. If you took all of the times that they elongated a word, it makes a sentence. And then, oh right, like like backmasking, that sort of thing. You know, I don't know backwards and things like that. Like mm, I don't know. I think I don't think it's necessarily. A, I don't think you're going to summon the devil, right? But I just think it's like to spell out something, or maybe maybe it's the start of the word. I can't remember what it is. I might have to look this one up. It probably would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So she's um, she's not. So he's she's uninterested. Sarcastic yeah. at his life. Um, <laughs> couldn't give a shit, really. Here's something else worth noting, that she never once looks him in the eye. She's only having these conversations into a magazine or a book or something, uh, yeah, a newspaper. Yeah. And, and on the dinner table, which I could, I'd love this, it's like a book stand. So you, don't, so you can have your book there. Right, so like as if you were playing that that game where you flick faces up and down. Who is it? Who is it? Guess who? Guess who? (laughs) Who is it? Who is it? Because that's the sort of thing you have a shield there, don't you? So that yeah, this is 
This is a bit more like a... It's like a book, hold, a book holder that acts as a pair of hands. Like, like vicars have. Like them. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the pulpit and stuff. I yeah. wouldn't need it whilst I was eating, but I might need it, let's say, like, now, if I've got the laptop here, I've got my microphone here, I could do with a little book there, just to, you know... <laughs> just to read be, in the quieter bits of the podcast. Yeah, be, be sarcastic <laughs> with you and not look you in the eye. Anyway, right, so that's the scene set. He is, he knows he's got a thief working for him and his wife is not very interested in him. And he's going to get himself a PI. He's going to hire a PI and they're going to catch this thief. Right, the next scene is an exterior shot, presumably of his office factory company. It's called Yorkie's Gloves and... um. Uh, it's probably Norwich. <laughs> it's probably not. the American version of Norwich. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> the American version of Norwich. Imagine if that was a town, a town's, you know, it's kind of twinned with whatever. If, if, if there's a town, I don't know, name a town in America. I can't think of one. They're no, always called like li- Little Crotchet or something like that, aren't they? <laughs> you know what I mean? So Little Crotchet... The America's Norwich. <laughs> that is brilliant. Little crotchet in America. I can see it's on the way to Alabama. I don't know. Right. Um, anyway, we go into his office. Uh, he comes in, puts his, takes his coat off, puts it onto these one of those kind of like stands, and he yeah. picks up a glove. Yeah. Right. And. and because he's got gloves strewn everywhere, by the way, on those tables. <laughs> he picks up a glove, and I wrote, I had to write this down. He looks at it as if to say, oh, God, not another glove. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> you've got a problem here, because <laughs> that's sort you of what you do. You need to get out of this business. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill you if you feel like that about him. It's strange, though, as you say, there are, there are gloves all over his office. Why? He, he owns a glove factory, admittedly. But like, Why are they imagine, in the office? Yeah. yeah, like at the Heinz Beans factory. You can't imagine <laughs> you go into the, into the offices and there's just stacks of beans all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> so like, why? yeah like, a, uh, yeah, that's it. I, like, I was going to say sausages and then have sausages hanging from strings. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't see how that would work. Um, now then, we're coming up to one of, it has to be, I think it's just pipped my favourite prop in any Tales of the Unexpected. Previously, it was the massive knife that was used in that (laughs) Mr. Big episode or whatever it's called. But this is... uh, Well, we'll come to it. So what he does is he he sits at his desk and he picks up a cigar and then it's the size and shape of an oil canister, which (laughs) is uh, as a lighter. It is... He's having to hold it in two hands and balance it on his feet. That's how big it is. It is absolutely massive. And it's just a lighter. And he lights his cigar. And then he... Uh, uh, it, that cigar... That's, it's not even a one-time that lighter comes into it. It's just... No. It's, it does reappear. It's a character. It? it has its own equity you can, card. You can hear them he, wheeling it on in a handcart when they're going to get to the next sentence. Need for it. Uh, Gladys 
comes in, who's Gladys is his um, secretary. secretary. He, he calls her in by going, okay, Gladys, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that's what you said before sex. <laughs> okay, Gladys, or whoever your partner is. Okay, let's go. Well, my favourite about uh, things, things that you say before sex is uh, Australian foreplay, which is brace yourself, Sheila. Where did that? Where's that from? <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that. Um, <laughs> oh, well, I, I did read. I did read a book by Les Patterson by uh, the guy uh, who's in Rivers. Yeah. Whether it came from that or not, I don't know. But I, re- I re- you know, I, I like that as the idea of Australian foreplay. Anyway, right. so let's I'm, go. I'm just. Uh... I've got to that point in my spiral boat notebook where I don't know if which which direction oh, I'm going. Back or back or forth. I think this might be it. Oh yeah, that's right. So she comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. They they tot up how many gloves were stolen over the last twenty four hours. Yeah. And it's they get to a pairs, figure, don't they? Six pairs of one and twelve pairs of some number three racing gloves. It's always multiples of six. Yeah. Oh, is it is it a spider? They've got six legs, haven't they? They've got eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <It's> actually... <laughs> but maybe they need like to keep their feet for bits free. Yeah, they're going to so... need... Yeah, that's right. They're going to need front two so that they can feel about stuff, aren't they? And things like that. So it's just its back feet that it's wearing gloves on. It'd be better off going to the shoe factory, to be honest, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's a misguided spider. Four... It needs four gloves and four shoes, to be fair. The spider. <laughs> <laughs> but but an insect who does have six, six legs, legs yeah would benefit from either this or six pairs of shoes uh so, yeah uh so it's anyway we can rule out insects right <laughs> and uh, definitely that, a spider and <laughs> no point is a spider involved in this he says to her because they come up with a figure how much was did you, did you get that it's 96 dollars or something yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had been like $45 the week before. And... Yeah. Oh, I don't know if his secretary already knows that he's hiring a detective. Because I, 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 I can't... I think he's already mentioned it to her to kind of book him in. And she says, "What? what when's that detective coming? This is yeah. interesting. Because a lot of times are mentioned in... And they do... Uh, they are apparent. So I started writing them down. But the detective is going to be here at two. Now, right. his... Chief suspect in in Tom Bosley's mind is a guy called Cotter. He's just got like a suspicious nature to him, right? Yeah. So who is, says, who is who is played by Frank Sinatra Jr. Yes, right. So he, he says, "Where is he?" Because I need to keep tabs on him a bit whilst the yeah. detectives here. She Gladys says he left at nine fifteen. He won't be back until noon. Yeah. He has an appointment or something, but he won't be back until noon. Yeah. Keep keep that in mind. He says, ah, oh, right, that's not on. Sack him. <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you have an appointment out of the office? What? <laughs> right. Whether that is the way to do this or not, um, I w- just keep that kind of like he's com- coming back at noon in your yeah. head. She says that you fired him twice last week or something, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the reason why you can't actually get rid of him is because he's the best designer in the business. Working for Yorkie's Gloves in Norwich. <laughs> and you actually see him shortly when he comes back from one of his designing trips, don't you? L- later on, but before yeah. that happened, 
the detective, the private detective comes. But the, the um, secretary, when, he, when he's talking to her about the PI, so she says to him, how exciting. And he says, yes, I guess maybe it is at that. That's the second appearance of right. this Right, OK. See, I didn't write that down. It didn't yeah. occur to me at this stage. But you're right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. later on, PI arrives and comes in. So uh, this is where I put, it must be 2pm, right? Because yeah. I was thinking, oh, is this like, it's immediately after and he's, is this Cotter? You know, it's that sort of thing, right? Yeah, no, this, yeah. Is the, this is the detective. Must be two p.m. Two p.m. And this guy's detective's name is Semple. I'm Semple, and he says he's Arsy. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? And like, he's he's well. I will tell you what. Um, Throughout, uh, he's actually Arsy. Yeah, L L was watching this with me, and uh, her comment at this point was, "What a slimy bastard." Yeah, he's he's, he's up there in the Egan class. This guy, but, but he's <laughs> worse. He's more more unpleasant, isn't he? He he, he yeah. actually seems to loathe Tom Bosley, who's going <laughs> to employ him, doesn't he? So Tom Bosley says to him, "Well." You don't look like a detective. His point is that I guess that's the idea that you're, you're meant to blend in. But my immediate yeah. thought was, yeah, you do. Yeah, he absolutely... <laughs> the, he doesn't look like he does anything else. Probably tax man, but he looks like a detective. No question about it. Yeah. And and so... And he, he then goes into this weird demonstration about it's, yeah. the, the nature of his work, doesn't he? So Which... what, what he's... Because, yeah, you're right. I didn't write this bit down, but after the illustration, the demo, yeah, uh, I was like, oh, right, okay. This. So he, he goes, who do you think did it? And he goes, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Well, that's why I asked you to, to come here. He goes, right, let me show you something. <laughs> right, yeah. so he, he opens up his cigar box and he gets out a cigar. This is all without asking. And at this point, I thought I could hear the little wheels as they were bringing, <laughs> bringing the lighter back. Which you can. <laughs> it comes in, bring it in, beep, beep, beep. Back it in, let's just pop it there. Pick it up. Oh, you got the hoist on the harness. Yeah, get the safety gear on. Okay, and light. Right. And he goes, right, what happened there? What just happened there, he says. Yeah. Um, so what did happen there was I took a cigar from you you, I never asked. You never told me I could. You never gave me any permission, and I just took it. And I was stood right next to you. That is how easy it is to steal something. <laughs> well, I sort of think there is a, the, yeah, there is a sort of, I think there is a point there. I don't think it was the point that he was initially trying to say. I don't think it was the point he was. I don't think. <laughs> well. The- the point, it, the point it indicates to me is what a knob this guy is. There's no, point, there's no way on earth I'd employ him. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to have theft demonstrated to know what it is, do you? You're not paying him for that, I wouldn't have thought. The, the other thing is as well, I, I know this was a while ago, sort of you know, 40 years ago, nearly 40 years ago, yeah, about 40 years ago. Um, it, it, uh, he says to him, how much is that uh, cigar? About a dollar? He goes, two. Two dollars, yeah. I sort of thought that would be like ten... 10, maybe 20. And like he was right showing off about it. But I was like, ah, I could probably just lose a couple of them then and it wouldn't really make much difference. So it weren't really a high value item to have stolen. No. I think what he could have done was say, how about this then? Who do you think did it? I don't know. What do you mean? Okay, right. Gets up, goes over to the, uh, sort of like the, the bench full of gloves that have been strewn all over the place. 
sort of said to Tom Bosley, look, there's a pig with a shotgun. Yeah. And Tom Bosley looks away, and he just shoves a load in his pockets. Goes, hey, I tell you what, he could he could have borrowed one of those gowns, those newspaper gowns, in order to get maximum glovage. That's underneath. That's exactly what's yeah. underneath. He's got all of those inside, and then Tom Bosley goes, right, okay. What was the the point there? And he sort of like, as a magician, sort of like just kept on throwing these gloves out, and he was like, what I have just demonstrated there is that by by the power of distraction. I have stolen from under your nose. That would have been probably the better. Oh, he could have he could have walked up to Tom Bosley and punched him in the face <laughs> and said, "That's how easy it is to assault you." <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be demonstrating offences, the world's your oyster with them. There's loads of stuff you could be doing. The point is, he was unaware of theft until it was pointed out to him. Um, so. He, he seems to go, oh, okay, I, I understand. So let's talk about our list of suspects, our potential suspects. Well, uh, the, the, again, this name Cotter comes up again. And he's, is he back in yet? It's, and then... You'd think he'd have to be, wouldn't you? Because he's, he's due back at noon. Noon, but he in, <laughs> right? <'Cause that's, laughs> let's go back to what I asked you to do earlier. It's two o'clock and the guy's not back in yet. Right. So he... He hasn't come back in at noon, like he said. Like so, when basically what happens next is end scene comes back, Cotter comes into the office. Yeah. So I didn't know if this was later that day or another day because I was pretty sure this was. This has to be. Well, it's not in the past, is it? It's it's after the detective, <laughs> but yeah. is this is not the same day that he went missing. However. When when the conversation happens, it it, it it seems like this is the same day. This happens all on the same day. It's yeah. just it's just he's come back later than, but with that, no that's mention. What it but uh, he's what he says. He says interestingly that he's been out stealing all day, doesn't he? That's what he says he's done. Yeah. So ears and, prick up. What what stealing? That's the yeah. sort of person I'm after. <laughs> but then he goes, I've, I'll show you what I've been stealing, because it'll and it'll be in your benefit. He produces a drawing of a glove, doesn't he? Right? Yeah, yeah it's all I, scrumpled up, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know, I suppose that's how you do design gloves like that. But to me, you know, it just looks like if you just drew a glove and then said, here, what do you think of that right. one? It, 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 it's, there's nothing special about it, is yes. there, as I can see. From what I could tell, it was a drawing of a hand that, yeah. had, been, that had been coloured in. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was the shape of a hand... And it were coloured in. Glove design, this is where we ought to go next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apparently, this is immediately recognisable as a glove from Paris. Because <laughs> that's what Tom Bosley says. He goes, ah, from Paris. Now, he's been out, so Cotter's story is he's been out with this other designer, fed him a liquid lunch. I like that. It's kind of like 1980s way of saying... He had, we had booze. I got him drunk, basically. And yeah. he showed me a bunch of designs of which I memorised and then drew <laughs> down at a later stage. This story is bullshit. <laughs> Tom Bosley says, he looks at it and says, it's good, real good, didn't he? <laughs> he looked and impressed, it. didn't he, as well? Like, he didn't really know what else to say or do. And Gutter sort of says, he says, oh, you can keep that drawing because it's all up in my head, you know. <laughs> I know, I know how to draw five fingers and colour them in. I can, I can do it in my head, I think. 
But I would be thinking, I probably just need that for stitching or whatever. Yeah. I oh. think there's a bit more to it, isn't there? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not an expert in this, but I'm sure that there is more required than being able to draw around your fingers and colour them in. Right. Now then. Um, oh, this is back at home now. Yeah, yeah. And... It's, there was some sort of lounge music. It was like, you know, plinky-plonky lounge music. It's a nice setting. Same table, but this is a new, different angle. It's looking at her this time, rather than looking over her shoulder at him. It's looking right. over his shoulder at her. Oh, right. But it's still the same disinterested Janet Lee. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's telling her that he's going to set a trap and he's going to be gone a couple of hours. Uh, yeah, he, he, he says, um, well, did you notice how he picked up his raw steak? Yeah, oh, it was awful looking, wasn't it? Didn't look like it had ever been in an oven, that. It didn't. I, I put, I, I wrote down on the pan. There, it's a rare steak exclamation mark, because it, it, it was, wasn't it? It was uncooked, I thought. Yeah, agreed, yeah. and But he, he struggled to knock it off the fork as well. I'm which not were... surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it was still mooing. <laughs> now... He says, I'm going to set me a trap. And this is the second time that I, I think that this, I'm going to, going to do some, me something. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it feels like a very uh, Hanna-Barbera way of speaking. You know, like oh, yeah. on Lego and say, I'm going to set me a trap. You know, <laughs> Tom, in, yeah. in Tom Bosley. Yeah, he, he has. He has. He said it before, hasn't he? He's yeah, gonna I'm going to catch, catch me a thief. Catch me a thief, yeah. it was before, wasn't it? But now, this, is, again, this is the next stage in his plan, isn't it? Now? Yeah. Whilst he's explaining that he's going to set a trap, she's still not making eye contact because she's reading her book on the book plinth on yeah. the table. Oh, book plinth. That's nice, isn't it? Um, or, or she might be reading her contract and wouldn't find out if she can get out of this <laughs> terrible show that she's somehow signed up for. You can't tell what she's doing. Uh, it does make me wonder, though, when... They were asked to do the, the, like the American versions. Is what did they think that they were doing? Because there must have been like a run of, you know, twelve in total. Maybe they actually had just those twelve in America as the tales unexpected, and not had any of the English ones. And then we just because we own the rights, just ha- were able to show. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so she's asking how long he'll be gone. He says a couple of hours, and uh, whilst they set a trap. Then he says, as if it's for the first time that evening, I'm going to send me a trap. <laughs> uh, like, he's explaining for the first time. And I don't know, because she's not interested and she's not listening, whether he's saying that because she needs to be told again, or whether well, he's just saying it. <laughs> I don't really, I really don't know. Anyway. But, but but next uh, you cut to the uh, like a storeroom where he's in the very process of setting him a trap, isn't he? And yeah, I'm, we we see the we see the trap setting, don't we? Really? And what 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 he's doing? He's getting boxes of gloves, holding the, them open while the PI sprays them with uh, luminous paint. Yes, that's a few only things. detectable under UV, uh, UV light or black light or something like that. But no. what is, is Tom Bosley really needed for this element of trap setting? Because all the PI would have to do would be pick the lid off, spray it, get another one. I, I would expect him to do it himself, to be honest. The, uh, you're absolutely right. Okay, so I wrote a few things here. 
right. one of which um, is a comes later on, so I won't mention it right now. Okay, but right. uh, first of all, in the background of this storeroom, which is a, it's not a warehouse, is it? It's a cupboard. <laughs> it, I mean, it's a it's a cupboard. He has. We're meant to think that this is his, you know, sort of uh, em- business empire of gl- gloves. <laughs> All the gloves you can eat. There's boxes yeah, on there. In pigeonholes, aren't yeah. they? And, 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 that, and that's about it, yeah. And it's then, like one on rack of... If you were next, it would be one rack, but it seems to be his entire <laughs> empire, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then on the boxes, it's written, kid. Yeah. I would like to think that that is what they've decided to name their brand. But I don't think it is. I think that that's just a kid's pair of gloves. And oh, well, or oh, oh, are they kid gloves, you know? Oh, like the kid gloves? Yeah. Uh, made, made of kid leather or something like that. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, I suppose. So scrub that one off because that does uh, check out. So the operation, as you mentioned, is basically just... Pass a box over, spray, pass it back, store them. That is the. There is no That's need for Bosley to be in here. There's no need for it to be done at night time. <laughs> no. Is there? It could have been done during the day, because it's in this storeroom. In fact, it would have probably been better in the day. Have you got a cat uh, coming out? Yeah, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> just, I'll just adjust the top. Right, I'm I'm back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, no no point at all. No, no need. point it's, at all. No. It's uh, the whole going out at night, the whole involvement Tom Bosley. Weird. He, he, yeah, they, they, they mentioned that this spray uh, is, is non, it's not harmful. So it's, yeah. non, I guess, non-toxic. But that doesn't, that doesn't rule out the fact that, that, it, that these gloves are now ruined <laughs> and impaired. <laughs> and they're going back out on sale, presumably. Anyway, the ones that don't get stolen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, good point. So in, in sort of trying to stop the theft of, say, six pair of gloves by the insects or spiders, he's knackered his entire stock, hasn't he? Yeah. By spraying also, them all with luminous paint. In my head, these gloves would have been stolen in their packets as well, not like taken out of the boxes. So you're, you're pinning everything on the fact that the, the thief is going into each individual box, taking yeah. out the gloves... And Maybe trying that's... them on, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it doesn't feel quite right, but look, it's a tells unexpected. Uh, we've got 25 minutes to tell a story. Um, right, we're back at home. Janet is in bed now. Yeah. And um, he cleans his teeth. And at this point, she, again, no interest whatsoever. And I just, I was like, it just was, she it's so obvious that it's not interested. Why are they not making... Why are they not at least covering this up a little bit? But, yeah, she's still not interested, is she? She, she blames it on a headache, at which point he says, well, this seems to happen a lot. Uh, why don't yeah. you go to the doctors? And she says, yeah, I've got an appointment at two. So that's, this is yeah. the point when I thought, there's a lot of times being written down here. Uh, sorry, Sir, being we... mentioned here, yeah. yeah. Well, he... he um... He's, he's quite pleased. He, he says to her, it went like clockwork, his trap setting. But 
you know, it, it was a fairly simple trap, wouldn't it? There, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of margin for error with this. What are you going to spray boxes on outside and forget to do gloves or something? But he's pleased, and it's at this point then that uh, she comes out with a, I suppose it's quite exciting, and he comes back with a, yes, it is. That, that's so that's the third, the third, was it? The third time this right. appears, yeah, yeah. So, next day now. Uh, by the way, I never mentioned when the break was, which uh, the break in, in this in the olden day would have been when Cotter uh, thieves that design. That was when oh, the right, original break right. was. Right, so right. Uh, they do the stock take, 12 pairs have been taken. Bosley yeah. says when. So they've they've obviously done a stock take before uh noon and afternoon and realised that somewhere between that time before noon and afternoon there was a twelve had gone missing. Yeah. Right. That's, and he, he asks he asks where Cutter is, doesn't he? He's, and... Yeah. And she says he's out on a another meeting. He's got he's got a meeting at two and he'll be back at four is that right i i i didn't get that but i got yeah he's, he's got he's got a meeting at two i i he's got a meeting at that, two that. he'll be back at four and he looks at his watch he goes right it's nearly three okay so right. the idea is that they're gonna we'll leave we'll bring the the we'll bring the pi back in and work out what our options are now so the, the, the pi comes in and uh there's more unhelpful sliminess. I've, I've written, written <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it gives. He says, "Well, some people they choose to just make a public display of it, but um, and, and he says so. He's kind of asking what that might consist of. The PI and that's, says, getting all, that's getting all the factory together in the dark to look at their hands. Yeah, turn out the light, and then you'll be left with the person, right?" But he yeah. says, uh, well, that's not so good for morale. So then Tom Bosley says, what's the other way? <laughs> I'd already worked that one out, which was, don't do what it that time. way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this thought hasn't crossed his mind. It's either, there's two ways of doing it. One, you do it all together, or one, you imagine it. What could it, what could it be? What could the surprise second element be? Anyway... It is that. It is bring them in one by one and deal with the thief as it happens. Yeah. So, you, 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 well, so you can deal with them. Uh, let me address this now then. I, this is something that, that I kind of mentioned when they were in that trap setting business. This means that they would have had to have set up the appropriate bulbs in the skylights, in the light bulb things. Yeah. So that when they did turn the light off, that there was a another light, yeah, able to light it up, but yes. that that is not the case. No, no. I mean, I, I, we'll get to we'll get to who, how it's announced in a minute. But the, all they're thinking is that when they're when the lights go out, they will glow in the dark without any lights. Yeah. Well, those glow in the dark ones, like you sort of need to charge them up a bit, don't you? Really. Yeah. Uh, and so these these if they were like that these these you know because you have to get some light onto them to, to yeah. sort of warm up the glow wouldn't work with the gloves because they're in the box. But then again, it's on his hand, isn't it? It depends where he's had his hands. Well, that's true. 
I tell you what, well, though, anyway, the the but to go back then, just so yeah. we just so we don't go into a cul-de-sac here. Right. The their plan is to out the person by when the lights go out. The one the, with the shiny hands is a thief. The glowing hands is gonna give the game away. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is this uh, cunning plan being put into operation, which and is the got... one by one. Bosley decides the one by one. Yeah, is the better option. So they've got like a sort of. Well, what is he? He's sort of like a. He, he seems to be a struggling worker. He's, he's sort of like Homer Simpson, isn't he, or something like that? This worker, he's. Yeah, and he's um, obviously Joe, been there. I think his name is. Yeah, he's called Joe, and he's obviously been there for some time. He, um, he comes in, and he starts counting to ten. Lights go out, nothing. Now, the the only problem I've got with this bit is really is that there there appears to be in Tom Bosley's mind something to do with the number ten, like <laughs> whilst the lights go out, the 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 the, the glove the. Uh, Glow will immediately happen, but Bosley makes them go through the one to ten thing. <laughs> so you don't need to do the one to ten, do you? You just no, need just to kind of get, him in, and then put it back on again. get him in a room, turn the light off, and say, <laughs> uh, "Where are you, Joe? Give me a wave," or something like that. You don't th- this this one to ten business doesn't. It, I mean, okay, it's a way. I'm not going to criticise that it's a way. It's oh, just no. there is not. It's not the most efficient or. It just feels a bit odd. Yeah, just stand there with your arms out for a minute and count to ten. What? what, what there's nothing suspicious about that, Tom. <laughs> this is not going to affect morale, having them all do this. <laughs> yeah, everybody comes out and says, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> strike, strike, strike. So, okay. we then get to the point where there's only the secretary and uh, Cotter left. Now, yeah, well, well, he says it can't be Gladys. It can't yeah. be Gladys. But the PI a couple of times has sort of indicated it might, that he thinks it might be, hasn't he? Because he said right at the beginning he's saying, "What, what if it was Gladys? Would you sack her and stuff like that?" Yeah. And then he comes. Yeah, that's it, right, and then yeah. it, it comes. It comes again. Uh, and uh, PI then gets quite offensive, I, I think, because he, he then says that he's worked for, worked for a cream puff like Tom Bosley before. I, th- I think that's what he said. Is <laughs> I think so as well. He yeah. This is a this. Uh, what do they call it? A parable, that's what let's call it. So he, there was a man who didn't want to trust his secretary because he had a thing for her. She, his, his description is she's 28 and curvy and uh, enough to uh, not see theft in the business. She took him yeah. for 100, 100 grand, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of her 28 curviness. <laughs> so they get Gladys in, but it's not her anyway. It's but, not her, uh, but she, she does that. She, she, the thing with Gladys is she knows... Why they'll be bringing her in? Yeah. So she's offended that she's been asked, but she has to understand if everybody else has gone through it, she has to go through it. So I understand Gladys's concern, but she can't argue this. No, but but it's even less sort of necessary or sensible for him to do the count to ten with Gladys because <laughs> she knows she knows what she knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's no trickery involved. Oh my god! I've just thought of that. Yeah, he says, "Look, Gladys, I've got to do you as well." Who were? And then let me turn the lights off. Who were? Stick your hands out. Who were? It's all very. Anyway, I was going to say it's all very who were. Then 
but then, um, yeah, all he needs to do with her is come in, very make this painless, right? Turn your lights yeah. off, put your hands out. Right, it's not you. Oh, it obviously wasn't you, but I had to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's all he needed to do. <laughs> but he does put her through ringer. It were. And then um, now, so it's so only one left, Cotter, and he's happy about that because he's he's suspected him for quite a while. The only reason he's in. Uh, sorted Cotter out sooner, or rather investigated him sooner, is because he won in. But now he is. So we can bring him in, let's sort it out. It might have been a good idea, you know, before testing all rest all the rest of the staff, to wait until Cotter did appear, being the easy main suspect, and do him first. Yeah, that's probably... that was. I think that might have been the uh, the device, wasn't it, of getting everybody out of the way so you can see... Yeah. How painful this process was. Yeah, maybe, but I agree. It's like, wait, well, we only need to wait. It's three. We only need to wait an hour. Let's get him first. <laughs> Bring him in first. If it's not him, then we'll work for the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, he won't do it, will he? Carter, Cotter refuses to play ball, doesn't he? At this point, yeah, like he can't possibly suspect this. What it, this is, what's going on? Unless no. one of workers has been saying it out on landing. Yeah, but yeah, you can't have any idea what this is about. As you, you're yeah. right, and, unless they have been, and you, you sort of get the feeling that he's only just walked of, in. So yeah, yeah. So he's not had a chance for that. But anyway. it all gets a bit action driven now, doesn't it? <laughs> because he refuses to cooperate. At which point, the private detective manhandles him, and then Bosley quickly lights off. He, yeah, well, the PI, I think the PI says, hit the lights. <laughs> this is, it's, it's like Starsky and Hutch, isn't it? Like, uh, old Starsky and Hutch. Hit the lights. Uh, you're and right. The next thing we see is like a huge misshapen green hand. <laughs> it's like the Hulk. <laughs> isn't it? It's gigantic. Yeah. And it seems to be like pointy and knobbly and all sorts of stuff. It's, <laughs> it's like a drawing, isn't it? <laughs> it's not like you would imagine a designer of gloves hand would look. It? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's more like somebody who's sort of got it mangled in potato picking machine. Yeah, I was thinking like it looks like some uh, the hand of David Bellamy or something like that <laughs> yeah. as he's going through all his plants and stuff. Yeah, so obviously that's him. He's he's it's him. He's been caught green-handed. Um <laughs> So the immediate confession comes out. Yeah, it were me. <laughs> like no arguing, which is fair enough on Cotter, right. I think. I've got I've got a story about confessions though, right? Okay. Because uh, that's that was segued smoothly. I've been I've been well done. I've been thinking, am I going to tell this? Story? <laughs> anyway, I've been I've been reading about um, you know bodies in the bogs. Uh, not not the toilets, but like when they do peat bogs. When they oh yeah, 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 yeah. They find bodies and they're all tanned and that, yeah. aren't they? And there's there's Lindo man and Lindo woman. That's the one all, I was thinking all, of. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Well, when uh, they found uh, they found a skull, and they believed the police when they found it that it be- it belonged to a woman who disappeared in 1960 and knew they were still investigating. Right. So. They thought it was that, so they went. They confronted her husband with this, with these, with this skull, and he confessed to the murder. Right. And then they found out it wasn't her, but her skull at all. It was two thousand years old, and it was uh, <laughs> Lin- 
London woman. Now he'd be about keeping his mouth shut, just like uh, Frank Sinatra, wouldn't he? Because he got he got he got convicted on his own confession then. Oh my God! But with so there was no body, and he was no. like, "Yeah, I did it." Yeah, because he thought they got him. Fair cop. I'll, I'll have that one then. But no, <laughs> it was it, it was two thousand years old. Nothing to do with it. But yeah, yeah I just thought that was. I no, like it's, that it's a confession story. Yeah. That's a good story. That actually, I'm, ple- <laughs> I'm pleased that he was. Uh, it was pleased he was caught. Ultimately, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did, did they catch the man who killed the woman two thousand years ago? Do you think? Not yet. No, we're still looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, right, that's it. Surely that is our um, that is our story. And if you are aware of the tales you expected. There must be a twist on its way. Yeah. So I'd actually, for the first time in ages, forgotten that we were expecting a twist because we oh. were dealing with the fact that there was a you know a mystery of who. Yeah. At this point, I was like, "Oh right, hang on a minute, yeah, sorry, the twist." <laughs> I immediately realised what the what the, what it was going to be, and I that I, I I wasn't bothered at all, and I actually. First of all, self-congratulations. I was pretty certain this is what was going to happen. But yeah. um, I was actually quite happy with this twist. I thought it was all right. But as I say, I, I do have a recommendation for how they could have changed something about it. So let's come back to that in a moment. He goes back home then, and he's talking to his wife. She's kind of like reading a book in bed, still not interested in him at all, um, or not impressed even, because he says, that detective is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, and she says, oh, sounds very exciting. And there you go, is that the yes. fourth and final? That's the fourth and final. Yes, yes, it was exciting at that. Fifth, then. Yeah. No, I think, well... Are we seen? yeah. Anyway, um, so he, he, as he's getting ready for bed, he's explaining the, 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 the kind of what happened. The, but as he's explaining what happened, he's also turning off the lights as he goes through different parts of the room. Yeah. Ensuite bathroom, little, little bit of area... You know, bedside lamp, that sort of thing. Okay, but that's it. Progresses. So he's saying um, the guy who did it was a guy called Cotter. Yeah, and she goes. She's sort of who? Uh, and he, he explains that she met him at the Christmas party. So she, so he says, yeah, you'll you'll remember this guy because you you met him at the Christmas party, and then you can see these. It's not. I wouldn't call it realization, but. For the first time in the whole episode, is she interested in what he has to say? Yeah. It's and probably because it's getting towards the end and she knows that uh, her, obliga- her contractual obligation is going to finish. <laughs> <laughs> She's seen it's 24 minutes. Uh, 24 <laughs> minutes, we're about to hang up. Uh, so, And as I say, because I kind of pretty much worked out what was going to happen, I wrote down here, here we go. <laughs> I was looking forward to this bit. Yeah, so we've got this bit, uh, and I actually, I I didn't want to miss the reveal yeah. that I that was imminent. So I paused, so I could just write, finish writing my notes down. Um, I didn't need to worry about this because it wasn't a blink and miss it, um, as it happens. So as he's turning the lights out and stuff, she rolls over in bed. He turns out the bedside lamp. The room is now in darkness. He looks over at her. And all over her back is is mucky handprints of yeah, and the, uh, the glowing handprints. They're sort of perfect handprints, aren't they? It's we, as if not... 
rather than rubbing or stroking or caressing or massaging, yeah. it's just like somebody's a child has put their hand in green paint and gone thump on somebody's back. <laughs> so how has that happened, right? This would mean he must have been not even trying them on because he'd, he'd have had his hand on inside. Yeah. It means he's been getting these these gloves and sort of like pressing his hands on top. Yeah, of them. really moulding the, the the paint into all of the yeah, into crannies. Every crevice. And yeah. then when he meets up, because obviously they're right, the game's up. The wife has been seeing Cotter, right? That's yeah. if you if that was needed to be explained, I've just done it. What he's then done is in their liaisons, they've met up and he's just placed his hands perfectly on her back and just <laughs> and held it. her there. And that is it. Like potato printing. What we don't see is uh, her boobs. Because I thought if this was filmed now, we'd probably see her front and there would be all over like a negligee uh, yeah, yeah. boob but no, area. She's got like a backless strapless yeah exactly this is a backless thing and you just see across a kind of shoulder blade area too big uh I w- and again not designer hands yeah and in case in case you uh, don't get that this is the twist you get a shot of the prince a shot of tom bosley a shot of the prince a shot of tom bosley so <laughs> <laughs> And that, and that's why I didn't need to worry about pausing for the reveal, <laughs> because at some point I was going to catch it, either like earlier or a fortnight later, um, when, when the to and fro camera angles were eventually just get boring. Yeah, now that is our episode. The glangs come in, yeah. and um, we have criticised quite heftily here. We have actually, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ultimately. I actually quite enjoyed this. Um, I it was def it could have gone better. Um, yeah. All things said and done, as much as we've criticised everything about that, that was a really effective twist. Yeah. However, the getting to it, there was just loads of areas that could have been improved, and one of those bits I asked you to just remember was she could have actually been really interested in Tom Bosley. She didn't need to have. There was no need for her to be acting up like that. Yeah. In fact, it would have been less obvious. Yeah, it, that, that's... Yeah, she because, yeah, she's absolutely making it crystal clear she doesn't give a toss about Tom Bosley, isn't she? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if she'd have been playing it off a bit, then it wouldn't have been, it, it wouldn't have been so likely. Yeah, and the view would have been just, oh, right, hang on a minute, that's a wife who loves her husband. And yeah. then when you get to that twist, it doesn't... See, at the moment, we, the twist is, wife's been having an affair, and this is where Tom Bosley finds out. Yeah. But we kind of got the impression that she wasn't interested, right? So yeah. what would have been better is to have fooled us and Tom Bosley yeah. by making him making her very, very cool towards him. But still seeming interested. When we all found out at the same time, it hurts us as well. You go, ooh, yeah. And that's the bit that missed. So so actually, the the actual method of twist, I thought, was, was really good. But well, there's, what, just, what, there's plenty what, in that that I think needed improvement. What I wrote down here was... It's a story that could have been done well, but it wasn't. <laughs> I think that's that's sort of what I meant. It's actually, it's actually that it, there are a few of these where you just go. They've gone to all that length to develop this twist, yeah. And just but just never, 
develop the twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I did. I, I, I liked the story. I liked the concept. I, I liked the twist. But it, it wasn't done. It wasn't done well. That, that, yeah. That's, that's my sort of feeling. The, about everything it. about it. And I don't it. know why. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan, Janet Lee, good actress. Uh, Tom Bosley, good. Well, actor. he's been in yeah. Frank Sinatra, uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. Nice dad. <laughs> but this is the, but that is right. It's like everything about it. All of those bits. It's like the wife. That role, that character could have been better. Bosley's yeah. character just could have been better. The yeah. setup could have been better. The cutter could have been better. The twist Pri- could have been better. Private Eye didn't need to be so unpleasant and n- nasty no. to him, did he? But it was all there. The only thing that I would never change, and I would insist is a recurring theme, is the lighter that they used for the cigars. <laughs> that was perfect. No change necessary. Full full marks. That's probably why this show got commissioned because of the, that inclusion. Um, anyway, that was Light Fingers and the uh, pun there, Light Fingers, stealing from... The, I loved it. I thought that was great. Uh, as I say, it's just the episode had a bit to be, to be uh, desired. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you with that one. Well, well next, next week... Next week. Uh, next week, we've got uh, Death in the Morning where uh, a rich landowner brings uh, his new wife back home and uh, his wife has uneasy feelings and confides in their neighbour that the place is haunted. See? Oh, I can't See? wait for this one. That's what I was alluding to. Yeah, I can't believe on. that I chose this moment to say that we've not had a paranormal one, yeah. and it happens. Well, I'm looking forward to that because I think ghost stories are my, some of my favourite things. Even though I don't believe in them, I still love the idea of them. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we, we've explained before why we don't believe in them, not least being up all night in a, in a allegedly yes. haunted place. And because we nothing. tested it. Yeah. We tested it. It didn't work. Can't so, be. Yeah. If, 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 if a ghost couldn't appear in a, in a proper haunted house, then there's problems there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that, was ulti- that was the icing on my non-believer cake. <laughs> the ghost icing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, which was basically just a, a sheet with holes cut in. That was all it was. Anyway, uh, right. Rob, I nearly called you Tom then. Uh, Rob. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, listen, loved that. Loved uh, the, the the catch up, the podcast. Yeah. So I, um, I really did. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's been good fun to, to get back at it. Yeah. And um, so. Let's let's pin next. Let's pencil in next Friday, where we'll meet up again. And uh, listeners, all twelve of you, come back and we'll see you in a bit. See you then. Bye bye. Bye bye. The tales of the old.